Good morning, I'm Nathan, and this is Word in Motion. This is a pod for looking in the mirror of Scripture each day, seeing our imperfect selves, and making one change each day to live and love as God intended. Hey, happy Monday. Anyone else kind of getting tired of the quarantine and the virus? I saw some great memes the other day about how everyone felt the first week, and when they learned they'd have to, you know, have a few unplanned days off, and work, and school, and everybody was kind of okay with it and then a month later everyone's kind of pretty much over it even a lot of our students are uh (laughs) i took a poll the other day are ready to go back to school i'm still working my wife is still working so our lives haven't changed as much as some others but i do miss hanging out with friends going out to eat or getting coffee we do we used to do a lot of game nights with friends so i miss hanging out little things yet even saying that reminds me just how blessed I am, we are. Today we're finishing Paul's letter to the Galatians, and there's this overarching reminder in his last few verses. The way you're handling this situation should tell you really where your focus is. Paul went so far to say in this letter to the Philippians that to live is Christ and to die is gain. When our eyes are on the world, our own struggles and desires, then it's easy to complain. We can always find things to complain about. It's easy to find fear and loneliness and doubt. But when our eyes are on the cross, as we celebrated just yesterday on Easter Sunday, the empty cross and the empty tomb, then everything else is kind of small potatoes. Everything else is kind of manageable. So... I was thinking about that as we finish up Galatians. We'll be in Galatians 6, starting in verse 11. It says, See with what large letters I am writing to you with my own hand. It is those who want to make a good showing in the flesh who would force you to be circumcised, and only in order that they may not be persecuted for the cross of Christ. For even those who are circumcised do not themselves keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised, that they may boast in your flesh. But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither circumcision counts for anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers. Amen. People arguing about circumcision, expectations of the flesh, legalisms of living under the law. Paul says, far be it from me to boast, to take any pride, to feel accomplished, or find any value in anything except the cross of Christ. We live in an age where everyone wants to be right, even if they aren't getting it right. There's countless studies that say people will side with the majority even if they internally think the majority is wrong. They'd rather be viewed as on the right side, quote-unquote, rather than be right alone. Social media has only cranked up the volume on everyone's opinions and made the pressure that much louder to be recognized by one's peers. If this were today, the argument maybe instead of circumcision, uncircumcision, would be about Instagram followers. And yet Paul's words would likely be still the same, as he said in verse 14, Far be it from me to boast except in the cross of Christ. So what about today? Consider where your boasting is. What areas of success or failure swing your mood in a day? 
Where do you derive personal feelings of success and failure? What would it look like to only find your value in Christ? Your personal sense of accomplishment wholly rooted in Him. Wouldn't that worldview mean that you wake up every day feeling like a success? Because Jesus did the work. It's finished. It's over. From now on, let no one cause me trouble, he says, for I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. You can't bring Paul down by insulting his person, his qualifications, personal successes or failures, because Paul sees himself as united with Christ. As he says in Galatians 2, it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So where do you get your sense of value? Just a question hopefully leads to some, maybe some self-awareness, some self-consideration. I love that verse 17. From now on, let no one cause me trouble for, that word for we've said for because, because I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. We've been unified with Christ. He talks more about that in Colossians. That because of what's been done in Christ, we have been unified with Christ in his death and resurrection. And when we see ourselves as unified with Christ, where else could we gain any value more than that? Any greater importance beyond that? Just a thought as we head into the week. Let me pray for you. Father God, help us to see ourselves in view of your victory, your success. Lord, and as we do, as we get closer to that goal, Lord, help us to give us a boldness, give us the courage to live that out. That as we see ourselves that way, then that we would be equipped to point others to that worldview, to point others to that perspective, to the the truth of who Christ is and what Christ did, so that our self-importance, our value, it's not on us to build that up, Lord. Lord, that's easier said than done, so forgive us for the days when we're selfish and prideful and uh, internally focused, Lord. Give us eyes to see you and your word and your world through your eyes, God. In Jesus' name, amen. So ends Paul's letter to the Galatians. Tomorrow, we're going to dive right into Ephesians. Thanks for listening. I'm Nathan. This is Word in Motion. Have a great day.